0: I'm back from vacation, and we talk about vaccines for kids under five, all bunch of dead cows, and women being drafted into the military. I'm John Fender, along with Gary Humble and Kevin Kukaji. This is the Freedom Matters Podcast.
1: Okay, I'm back. Welcome back. Thanks. It was a good week at the beach, though. By the way, do you know that song? Welcome uh, back, Cotter. Cotter. I,
0: I know the show. I don't necessarily know the song by itself, but yeah.
1: I didn't know if you guys were... <clears throat> that, that was on non-reruns, non-syndicated live television when I was elementary school.
0: That was on Nick at Night when I was in elementary yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who, by the way, got his acting career off the ground on that show? Uh, uh, was that Travolta? Yeah. yeah. John John Travolta.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, wow. So.
1: Good. Well, I, good job, John.
0: Hi. I know my nick at night.
1: That's all I can say. Uh, and it's good to have a real you here instead of just a cardboard. Thank you, out. thank you. Yeah. COVID, John. Yeah,
0: the beach is nice, but it's it's always nice to come back to like what you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um, I also w- I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but lately I've been driving into work up the interstate, and as I drive north on the interstate, looking out over uh, in our area, it's the Cool Springs area. Usually, you can see like the hills in the background. or I I can't see them. It looks looks like L.A. out there, like smog. I don't know if all these Californians are bringing their L.A. smog (laughs) with them. I'm happy to have you guys here, but you need to cut it out with the smog stuff. It looks—it's really
1: weird, and it's like messing with my throat. now. I don't know what it is. Yeah, the air quality, and I'm not—I agree. I'm not usually one of these people who worries about air quality, even though it affects me. But, yeah, I've noticed it in the last three or four days. It's been so hot, and you can see— you can't see any definition. All you see is like I don't know if we really have smog, but we definitely have. There's something. There, there's moisture in the air. There is moisture, not enough to create
2: rain, other than today. Well, I heard someone talk about this the other day. I heard. I heard it was the Sahara sand.
0: Well, so yes, in Texas, that's what's happening. So I wonder if it's the same stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it because that that happened a couple of years yeah. ago? Is
0: yeah. It's a real thing.
2: Yeah,
1: just like in uh, Mission Impossible Four. I uh, you lost me. <laughs> the sandstorm there's a there's a scene where tom cruise is crawling up the what's that tallest building in the world in in dubai okay and he looks over his shoulders and he says what the heck is that coming Oh, sandstorm and then there's a point in the movie where he's running chasing after the bad guy in a sandstorm
0: yeah i don't it's not quite that dramatic (laughs) but yeah (laughs) sure we'll go with that (laughs) you said we had a lot to talk
1: about yes we do Do you want to start? So here's here's the rundown, then we can decide where we want to start. We can talk about the FDA's approval of uh, toxins for children under five, mm-hmm. uh, which is being undertaken and approved and applauded by our our state, every state except Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's bad. We got to talk about that. We can talk about uh, the 10,000 cows that just happened to keel over dead all at the same time last week. We can talk about, what was the other one we mentioned? Oh. Draft our daughters and um, Senator Marshall Blackburn voting to draft John, your daughters, my daughters, my grandchildren. So two. So two of those I don't know anything about. So, but the first one, which is typical. <laughs> you know more than <laughs> wait, but you know more than cardboard. John I, don't, did. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Uh, but let's let's start let's start with the vaccine. Let's start there vaccines for 5 and younger? Is this is that correct?
2: Yes. Yes, yeah, 6 6 months. <clears throat> are now over 6 months.
0: Are now what? Uh, uh FDA
1: approved.
2: FDA well, approved. E- emergency use. Emergency e- pr- yes, because because
1: no we're still thing. in an emergency. Right. Yeah. Mm. Looks like it. It's yeah. terrifying out there. Um meanwhile, by the way, as a footnote, and I only footnote because it's off the topic slightly, another 17-year-old Healthy girl, daughter of a congressman. I forget his name. We'll look it up here in a little bit. Dies, quote unquote, suddenly. Right? They're all calling it sads now. Sad. Did we talk yeah. about that last
2: week? No, we didn't. But, Sudden adult death right. syndrome. Yeah. Which
0: you can't you can't just create something and make it a thing because with, without it being a thing,
2: like yeah, <laughs> it does, doesn't work that way. Yeah.
1: Working so
2: hard, adults suddenly dying. Avoid now. the like obvious. In, yeah. yeah. Oh, so no, this just a,
1: happens. So this was even a young adult and not even legally an adult, 17-year-old daughter of a congressman. And if you read his quote and his tweet and his press release, he seems to have no curiosity. His daughter ate dinner with them, went out with her friends, came home and said, good night. And in the morning, they found out that she was no longer with us. And he didn't have any questions or anything? Not officially. And I, I said to someone who sent this to me, if they don't deal with this truthfully there there are going to be a number of people with real psychological emotional damage that's going to come out in the years down the road when you when you when you suppress the truth it comes out at some point mm-hmm. in some way so pretending not to be curious and to act as if these things are just natural that a 17-year-old healthy girl would just suddenly die in her sleep
0: when you suppress the truth it, ten-
1: it tends to come out in usually not good ways exactly so in and addition to all the health problems we're going to have physical health going to have an innumerable amount of mental health issues mm-hmm.
2: and wasn't wasn't this talked about like you know whenever the vaccines started coming out and you know everyone was just getting in line i mean we had we had folks called conspiracy theorists that were saying look a year from now we're we're going to see People suddenly dropping dead. We're going to see effects that we aren't aware of yet. We're going to see a lot of unknowns. I mean, this was this is not this was talked about. Uh, we just had a mainstream media and a group of people that lured their decisions over us that had no concern about the things that were being warned about. So, yeah. So you have sudden sudden adult death syndrome. Now you have these high profile things like Justin Bieber.
1: Mm-hmm. You know who canceled, and his wife,
2: yeah, and his wife, who she, I think she has heart problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Justin Bieber clots. has Bell's palsy, yep. on one side of his Paralysis. face. Yeah. So um, all of these things are starting to come to the surface now, and they're they're being very visible. And the mainstream media still refuses to attribute any of these things to the vaccine. Um, mm-hmm. Well, well, what what has transpired in the last two years that would now? Uh, You could connect to all of these, you know, sudden incidents that happen over and over again outside of the vaccine. So anyway, but we can talk about, Kevin, you might have more information on the the recent, and I want to stress the recent FDA emergency authorization for this new Moderna Pfizer shot for infants over six months old. This is not, again, a full FDA approval. And why, my My first question is, why are we still issuing emergency use authorizations for a shot for COVID? Are we still in a pandemic? Are we in an emergency? Are human beings dropping dead? And what is the risk to a six-month-old to need an emergency Use authorized only treatment for COVID.
0: Didn't didn't the the left's COVID God, Anthony Fauci, didn't he claim himself that we were out of the pandemic and into yes. an endemic phase? Yes. <clears throat> so recently, so you, you you have the left's like version of of the COVID czar over here saying that, but yet we're still issuing
1: emergency authorizations. Well, and and the New York Times yesterday had a piece knowing that this uh, emergency use authorization was coming, they had an article wherein they were trying to encourage parents. They said, oh, parents are going to no longer need to be anxious. The anxiety is going to go away because their young children can now finally join everyone else and take these jabs. And yet, as you read down the article, even the New York Times admitted, well, these young children are not even at risk. So even they finally are disclosing the data. And yet that contradiction seems to have no impact like they'll still run with the story and the headline that says Mm -hmm. oh parents can relax even though they admit in the article as you get down halfway through it that there's no risk for these children and even if there was a toxin isn't the answer to the risk Mm -hmm. they
2: they've also acknowledged uh which has been followed up by the need for several boosters now that the vaccine does not last very long i think i think the last thing i saw that there was a significant drop in efficacy after 10 weeks per per the data that's being released by, you know, the real scientists out there, so-called. So why are we giving a six-month-old that has virtually a 0.00, however many zeros, chance of getting this virus, if that's what we want to call it, a shot that will only protect them for somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 weeks to maybe – Three or four months. It, it, the Nothing about this makes any logical sense whatsoever. <laughs> and you know nothing about
0: Unless, it. You don't know what's in it. You, yeah. have, you have no idea what's going on inside that vaccine.
1: Unless you follow the money. Well, right? of course. Ooh. Unless, right? So who's going to make it rich off of this? Not only are Moderna and Pfizer going to make it rich, <clears throat> but I don't know if you saw the comment The answer, Fauci's answer to Rand Paul this week. Mm, I saw some of that exchange. Rand Paul asked him, um, who gets paid or are these government officials getting paid from the drug companies? And Fauci's answer, I'm paraphrasing, but I think his answer was, people who get royalties um, do not have to disclose their royalties. Mm. So That's a yes. a, A yes, a definite yes. That's the only reason. Those who are driving this policy are making billions and billions of dollars. They don't really care about you or me. They never have. And it's both the, the private businesses as well as the government officials who are in collaboration with them, which, you know, in Germany during uh, World War II, they called this fascism. We've yeah. kind of forgotten what the yeah. real definition of fascism is because they, they have clouded it and kind of bastardized the term but fascism is when the government employs and deploys the private sphere to carry out their edicts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is what's happening. That's exactly where mm-hmm. we are.
0: So so we have states pre-ordering this, right? That's what's happening right now? This has been cleared, so now the states are like, okay, well, we'll place Except our— for Florida. Order. We'll place our—well, that's what I'm getting to. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that's taxpayer money paying for all that. Yep. Um, so, we're buying yep. vaccines for kids that we don't want to give them.
2: For six-month-olds.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Florida said no. Mm-hmm. DeSantis said no. Yep. It's a bold move.
2: It is a bold move. Yeah. Well, because it's the truth. Well, yes.
0: <laughs> but it, but it's just a string of really bold moves he's made in the last... And I'm like, it's good to
1: see. Yep. And, and it's only bold because no one else is doing it. Right. <clears throat> right. If we lived in a it's universe a of people telling the truth... What DeSantis is doing is what everybody should be doing. Mm. But it's only bold because 49 other states, 49 other legislatures, 49 other governors, including our own state governor in Tennessee, are not doing anything to stop it. They're welcoming it. And he made a good point when I I watched
0: his press conference about it, and he said uh, – he was like, this isn't the same – we're not in the same position we were when COVID hit. When COVID hit, none of us knew what was going on, so we – you know, he advocated – for stocking up on the on the vaccine at that point so that anyone who wanted it could get it but now it's readily available if you're a doctor's office and you want to get some order some it's not the job of my government of the state of know? the state to provide this for you it's a good point so if you want to get it but i'm not going to give it to you i thought that was a great a great
1: point he made by the way that quote since i got it <clears throat> slightly wrong i think it's brilliant the way it was stated rand paul says quote can you tell me he's talking to Fauci if anyone on the vaccine approval committees ever received money from the people who make vaccines Fauci's answer quote people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them <laughs> If that were a no a no would work
2: Yeah I'm curious are royalties different than campaign contributions <laughs>
0: I guess I don't know mm.
2: Uh-huh
1: Yeah Wow, that was a long, oh, silent you look like long I thought <laughs> yeah. you were oh, sorry. I, I didn't want to cut anybody off. No, there was one thing. So I'm I'm pulling from Conservative Review, great article by Daniel Horowitz on this today. It, it, I want to read his last paragraph because it's what I think will allow us to lead into a discussion of the Tennessee side of this issue and what we do, and then I'll pass it off to Gary. <clears throat> Daniel says, either way, it's time we fight power with power and force with force. Every red state legislature... <laughs> needs to immediately convene and ban the state departments of health from distributing these shots. They should submit a list of questions for Pfizer and Moderna, and absent satisfactory approval, they must
2: be disapproved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let me just say up front, that will never happen in Tennessee, because in order for that to happen in Tennessee... You would have to have a group of Republican legislators that would be willing to publicly repudiate their governor because that's ex- that's what it would be because DeSantis as a governor is making this move. Just to make sure everybody's clear, our Tennessee Department of Health, our commissioner of health is in the executive branch. They are under the, the direct leadership of the governor. So the governor makes those calls. So if the governor was unwilling to make the call and the legislature called itself into a special session to deal with this, that would be a repudiation on our conservative Christian Republican governor. And that is never going to happen in the state of Tennessee. So that is a problem. That That's the problem we continue to face here in Tennessee is a Republican Party that has more interest in protecting itself than doing the right thing. But, you, for, say. but
1: you forget, Gary. They're, they're good people.
2: <laughs> good people. They're yeah, good know. people. They're
1: from Tennessee, Gary. Good they, they don't do bad things. <laughs> good people without a spine. So I was going to say, as we've said, Gary – does that sound like Gary? Gary! <laughs> 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 wait a minute. You're telling me that these representatives, these legislators that we elect, isn't their job to represent us? You seem mm-hmm. to be implying that, no, they're going there and they're afraid of offending the governor? Do, are they employed by the governor? Do they work for the governor? What's the, what's the connection between the governor and the legislature? If their job is to represent
2: the people, because they draw their influence and their power from from one another, they protect the party. This is what we have, and they will not bring any ill repute upon their fellow member. This is just the way it works up there. It's a, it's top down. This has nothing to do with representing the interests. Of the people, this is all about how do I preserve myself for reelection? And again, I'll, 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 I'm just going to say it. You have a legislator that is wholly owned by Vanderbilt Health. You know, I don't know how many folks really understand in Tennessee because it's not really something you think about in Tennessee. You think rolling hills, you know, agriculture, farmland, you know, you don't
0: LA smog,
2: whatever. (laughs) Sahara. Sahara (laughs) desert. Sorry, Sahara Desert desert sand. Yeah. Uh, but you don't really realize that Tennessee when you think about money that flows through the healthcare system in terms of just as an industry Tennessee's number 1 <clears throat> numero uno and it's yeah, led man. by Vanderbilt Health so in fact if you look at one of those charts that shows you like kind of GDP like like leaders in your economy like what what's your economy based on in your state and it's like a bar <clears throat> graph well number 1 is healthcare in Tennessee and I, I can't remember what number 2 is but it's like Ten percent of the size of the bar graph it used to be music, oh. but I'm sure it's not anymore. No, it's not. Yeah, they've killed that off. Yeah. unfortunately. <clears throat> so that's just where we are: money and power, and these folks are beholden to these people. And uh, and I'll you know I'll just say it to be frank because I'm I'm running against one of them right now. If you've you know if you if you take money from Pfizer, if you work for Pfizer, you just you have no moral authority right now. I mean, just keep your mouth shut mm. on all the issues because what what these people are doing right now is so clearly motivated by profit and it's hurting people and people are dying people are getting sick and now when i even think that we are willing to look at giving this to six month olds it's it's sickening
0: what what do you what do you think the sentiment of the tennessee let's just talk about tennessee because that's what we know the tennessee population like do you think that people are going to give this to their six month old to five year olds? I mean, do you think, or do you think there's going to be an overwhelming, this isn't happening?
2: I don't know, but there was a, you know, I reported on this last year whenever we, I did a deep dive into all the money that was being spent on the propaganda. You know, we spent $10 million um, running these ads mm. telling you to wear masks that they worked. And it was a, uh, it was a report done by a company. That the governor's office himself – this was an expenditure, an executive administration expenditure. I looked at the records. So the governor's office ordered a report from a company in Knoxville called Design Sensory. It's a marketing firm Mm -hmm. to inform the Tennessee government how to convince Tennesseans, number one, to wear a mask, and number two, to take the vaccine. There were two separate reports done.
1: And by the way, the reason that they hired this company is because –
2: Of the low uptake. Yeah. Tennesseans didn't want it (laughs) didn't want it so So (laughs) your your government spent your money trying to figure out how to convince you to do something you did not want it to do because it wanted you to do it
1: yeah that that alone is worth an hours long conversation (laughs) because I found that stunning because when when you sent that around again this week I was reminded think of that the government's job in structure in theory in how our country was founded is to represent the interests of the people Instead, our own government was taking our own money to try to change our minds from what we really wanted, right? To try to persuade us that our own intelligence was not guiding us the right way. Um, it's – I don't have words for it. That that just stunned me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't it was like get ahead of the parade like politicians usually do. It's like, no, they're not doing what we want them to do, so we're going to spend money to change their minds. It's, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It's
2: propaganda. And so I, I can't remember – I don't want to misquote the exact number. I think it was 58%. It it absolutely was over 50%. So let's just say what Design Sensory found is in their surveying is that over half of Tennesseans were more scared of dying from a vaccine than they were scared of dying from COVID. Mm. So, you know, that's – we have empirical data that shows this is where – Tennesseans are on this issue. And and I would, that was, that was, that was over a year ago. Yeah, before I would,
1: people started dying yes, in the backs. Well, yeah. I, I would venture
2: to say, you do that survey now, that number is going to be substantially mm. higher. Didn't
0: they, when they uh, emergency uh, approved the 12 and under, was it like 6 to 12 year old? Right. Wasn't there like a substantial amount of, like it flopped, didn't it? Yeah. In the state of Tennessee? Not
2: good uptake take it. Like people all. were like, nope, not doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
0: I can't imagine people would change their minds on and, six-month-old to five-year-olds.
2: And the Department of Health got called out by several legislators in committee. They literally were holding up the ads like, how dare you? The, the Department of Health got called out for literally marketing the shot to children. Oh, I mean, wow. yeah, the Tennessee Department of mm-hmm. Health had all of these ads and graphics created with, um, like, a young, you know, eight year old oh, child. I remember that. Yeah. You know, getting ready to take the shot and all this sort of stuff. And I remember specifically Representative Scott Sapicki was one of them. Like, he had the ad. Uh, Jan- Senator Janice Bowling was very hot on the issue. Like, it was essentially how <clears> dare <throat> you, Department mm-hmm. of Health. You know, literally market this stuff to children. It's it's egregious. But this, mm. is, this is what is happening in our state. And, again, I'm just going to say it because you mentioned DeSantis earlier. This is under. I'm not saying this is being propelled by the governor. What I am saying is our governor has 100% complete authority to stop this yep. because the Department of Health is fully under his control. Mm. So you need to know that, Tennessee. That's just – that is a fact.
0: Hmm. Well – I don't know how to transition from vaccines to cows. To cows.
2: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, they pro- maybe, maybe, maybe they the all died because they got the shots. <laughs> <laughs> they were all vaxxed. That's a great
1: transition. Yeah. So 10,000 cows, we are told, have been uh, dehydrated simultaneously. <laughs> on the farms of, was it, I forget the state, was it, it was Missouri? in Kansas, it Kansas. Was, yeah, so, yeah. <clears throat> uh, suddenly,
2: and when... It's the, never been hot in Kansas
1: before. <laughs> exactly, as if this year's different. Um, and when you see the comments of farmers, both in the area and, area and farmers in general, they say this is absurd, you're not going to have, first of all, this many cows dying of dehydration. Uh, second of all, to suggest that if they did die of dehydration, <clears throat> that it would happen so suddenly... Um, You know, you might have a couple over here and this dying, and then somebody figures it out and says, oh, my gosh, we've got to take care of these cows. They didn't all get dehydrated at the same time. Yeah, and plop, fall over. So what we have to do is connect the dots. And this is the the amazing absence of leadership or absence of curiosity. So if you take the cows in isolation, if, if this just happened suddenly and we didn't know some other things, which I'm going to detail, then you might be forgiven for saying, wow, that was an odd event, right? And we'll come back to why the cows probably really died. <clears throat> but how many weeks ago was it that 5 million chickens were killed in on purpose in the state of Minnesota?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, a few weeks after uh, Biden announced that we were going to have food shortages, suddenly we have the combination of one... <clears throat> nitrogen deliveries to farmers was going to be reduced by 20%, so they couldn't fertilize their crops. On the chicken side of things, uh-huh. my dad's
0: in the chicken business, uh-huh. so they're going to have to kill a lot more chickens than that to, to disrupt the chicken supply but line. Don't give them any
1: hints. Don't <laughs> give just, them any hints. I'm just telling I <laughs>
0: thought that was a huge number as well, but then my dad told me how many chickens are actually consumed in a single day in this country, and I was well, like, well, well, hang well, what is the what I'm curious,
2: what, how many chickens are consumed <clears throat> in well, a day? Uh, this is going to be a, a, an astonishing number. I'm ready.
0: It's... I, I don't. I don't know the exact stat, but I know it is over. It was a million and a half chickens every day. <laughs> wow. And I don't know. Okay, I don't so they know killed if, a week's worth of chickens. I don't know if that's across the board on like uh, like the whole country, or if that's just fast food restaurants, or if that's just, like I don't know what how that applies. But it's like
2: a um, one and a half million chickens a day, a day, a day. consumed <laughs> in America. Yes. So
0: if they want to kill off Kay. the chicken line, they're going to have to do more than five million. <laughs> I'm just right. saying, there's a lot of chickens out there.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, many of them in, in government, right? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so you've got chickens, and then you have the sudden, quote-unquote, coincidental destruction of 20 farms and large food distribution centers. Just all of a sudden, you've got fires here, explosions there, and always accompanied by, oh, this was a coincidence. This was a, you know, a, a strange occurrence of events that just, you know, a, what do they call it? A um, a storm. What do they always say? Uh,
2: perfect storm. Perfect yeah, storm. perfect
1: storm. That's That's been used over and over again. But if you take all of these things together um, and combine them also with uh, people like Bill Gates' desire to eliminate beef and chicken from society and replace it with artificial And then you combine the fact that Bill Gates and the Chinese Communist Party uh, are the largest non-farmer owners of farmland in America. Mm -hmm. By the way, I'm going to bring the chicken aspect or or, um, context to that for you. So last week I'm flying into Texas with my son. And, you know, when you fly, you realize how small you are, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever you fly, you're like, man, we are really small. Yeah, true. I got to thinking, okay, Bill Gates owns— And it's not a small amount, like 400,000 acres of U.S. farmland. And it's about the same for the Communist Party of China. And I thought, okay, how much farmland is there? How big is this land? So let's talk about Tennessee. Do you know how many acres there are in the state of Tennessee? I don't. No. 46 million. Wow. Wow. There are about 350,000 acres just in Williamson County. Do you know how many acres of farmland there are in Tennessee? I don't. 10.6 Ten point six million.
2: Mm, okay, so roughly quarter. <laughs>
1: yeah. So <clears throat> now, Bill Gates owning that farmland is not to be not taken seriously, mm-hmm. but it's also something we shouldn't panic about because at present it's only four hundred thousand. It's not. It's about the size of Williamson County, effectively. That, that and four hundred <clears> thousand. I think that's pretty. That's generous. Um, Do you know that it was? It was two hundred and fifty two years ago. Oh, and he okay. was still buying. That's I'm, the last uh, number I heard. Yeah. Okay. all right. <clears throat> But you have to combine that concern with the fact that farmers are also being paid not to grow pro- yes. product on their farms. and uh,
2: are subsidized by the U.S. government to grow certain crops. Yes.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so you, you have to combine it all together. All that to say, the dots that we're connecting are there clearly is a deliberate attempt by the government – again, this is fascism – government and certain businesses and businessmen and groups to limit our supply – of food Mm. Mm. and if you are an enemy go ahead
2: well and in addition china owned smithfield closed all of their california operations the nation's largest pork producer so So, all of this is happening
1: yeah at the same time right so we if, if you had a connect the dots book or a dot to dot book as a child i think this is one of those pictures where you could tell what the picture is before you even begin connecting the dots but to the slower of of intellect um, and maybe those with less moral courage. Okay, get out your pen and start connecting the dots. Yes, any of these events in isolation can be dismissed or excused, but when you connect the dots and take them together, it clearly paints a picture of danger. And let's say, let's say for a second, we don't know why it's happening. At a minimum, if I'm if I'm in government in the state of Kansas, I want an immediate investigation as to why those cows died. Was the water source poisoned? Was it food source poisoned? There's some talk of was it a mini electromagnetic pulse? Uh, was it possibly microwaving from a drone? And we know that this is possible. Um, Chinese Communist Party is actually using it on the border. Some people may not know, but there's there's been a skirmish, a, a war, a, a mild war, but um, growing in heat and intensity between India and China on the border between India and China. And what our military has told us is that China has actually microwaved Indians from drones, like burns them up from the inside. Wow. It's against international law. It's against all humanity, you know, all, all ideas of, of – um, it goes beyond the pale. That's never stopped China before. No, so. but we know the technology is there. So then I'm going to ask the question, well, was there a drone in the area? Did they fry up these cows? And if it could be done so easily, even if China had nothing to do with this – if I'm China and I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, hmm, how can we starve the American? That's pretty quick work, right? 10,000 there, maybe only 2 million, 5 million chickens here. But if I can start doing that quickly around the country, you're a couple months away from being starved. And then what happens?
2: Hmm. But, but to your point, though, how is it and, – and I know – I think a lot of like-minded people like us are questioning. But the the I think the vast majority of people – You know, 10,000 cows die all at one time, which does not happen. And the mainstream media says, oh, well, it's just too hot. (laughs) And the great majority of Americans just going about their day. Oh, you know, it's just, it's too (laughs) hot for the cows. I mean, (laughs) why are we not more curious? Aren't we supposed to be curious? Isn't that the crux of humanity? It is. Isn't that how we got iPhones and got everything, got to where we are now because we are curious. We seem we seem to be losing our curiosity. I don't want to rabbit trail and go off into that. I'm just saying, why do we not care more about why all of these things are happening and they're all happening within days and weeks of each other?
1: Yeah, there's still too much trust of government. Uh, we're seeing more distrust. And so when the government or an official, quote unquote, media source puts out that story— People do not want to be critical in their thinking about it. They don't want to think that their government is at war against them. They don't want to think that potentially a foreign adversary is on their shores or in their midst and that the war tactics aren't just – they don't have to bring guns and missiles. If they can eliminate our food supply – Yeah, they can just starve you. That's the best war tactic I think that anybody could use today. Everybody needs food. And,
2: and we have – see, that's the thing I think people need to start recognizing. All of these things that, that are happening, technology, electrical grids, like there, there is so much technology available now to foreign adversaries that give them the ability to wipe out a population other than just dropping a nuke. In the 1940s, you needed to drop a nuke. But now there are technologies that exist that they don't – you don't have to do – the, the opportunity for warfare is greatly expanded, and we need to – people need to understand that and, and be more willing to recognize the things that are happening around us as possible acts of war. Mm-hmm.
1: And the Chinese Communist Party, that is their MO, right? They would rather – Destroy an enemy through non traditional war means, right? They would rather destroy our food source, destroy our economy, and <clears> not
2: get blamed for yeah. it. Yeah. You know, send, send COVID around the world, yeah. you know, from a Wuhan lab. And, and then just
1: know. come and sweep up the mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was wrong, by the way, about chickens. oh. I was way off. Oh.
0: Eight billion chickens are consumed in the US
2: per year. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> that translates to twenty-one million nine hundred and seventeen thousand chickens per day. No um, way! Not s- that was in two thousand fourteen. <clears throat> twenty-one million chickens a day, a day. <laughs> Is that in the United States? That's or the- in the U.S. Eight billion chickens are consumed per year in the United States. Chick Fil A, settle down. <laughs> and, and that was six years. That was six years ago. Oh my goodness, man! Sorry, that was eight years ago.
2: Uh, wow. So, yeah. Eight billion per year.
0: Chickens <laughs> per year. That's incredible. We are killing some chickens. Oh, man. <clears throat> anyway. Well, thanks for that perspective. <laughs> yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. You got to kill a lot
1: more than five million to disrupt the chicken supply. I know, but five million's a start. Yeah, it's true. Don't, it's don't true. Get, don't get sounding like those politicians who say, ah, oh, Kevin, don't worry about it
2: yet. <laughs> that is worthy perspective, though. That that's in, <laughs> That is incredible. Mm-hmm.
1: Because I brought that up to my dad and he was like, Ash, that's
0: no big deal. We'll be fine. I mean, okay. I need some context then. Yeah. So maybe right. maybe one and a half million that he was talking about is just like what his restaurant uses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wow. <clears throat> I wonder that line is so long at Chick-fil-A.
0: Yeah, right? Um <laughs> So let's segue from cows to the draft. How, how do we do that? <laughs> That uh, was that was the third. La- that was the, yep, thing that you was the last right? thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got um, it. So now our daughters are being can be drafted, or or they want our daughters to be
1: drafted. Yeah. The key here is is who wants it and who doesn't it. Who doesn't want it? Okay. Um, I don't think this is a fait accompli yet, but let me find the story so don't misquote it.
2: Wait, Sorry. Can, you, can you say that again? A, a what? A fait a what? Uh, he's using legal fade. terms. I don't.
1: But, Fate accompli. Yeah, it's, it's you know that it's 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 a foregone conclusion. Oh. Um, you've seen that. F- and I. I don't think you pronounce. We the don't T. look at contracts all day, F- Kevin. F- a- no, it has nothing to do with contracts. <laughs> this, is this is like French literature. Or oh, yeah, yeah. F A I T. So I don't really. Fate accompli. Pronounce- yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin went on Napoleon on us. Where is this article? <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't think it's it's past, But the important part is is to know that this has been going on for a number of years. Some Republicans in Congress are going to war against their own party, coming out in full force against a renewed effort to make women register for the military draft. So there's a coalition of 11 Republican senators. This is good, led by Senator Josh Hawley, who are against the proposed amendment to the 2023 National Defense Authorization Act. But what we found out in this process— um, kudos to people like Mark Green, who is definitely against drafting our daughters, but we have to call out Marsha Blackburn for apparently voting for this, wanting to draft our daughters. No, ex- no excuse. Yeah. No, no it's, excuse. It's, there's no equality in that. You. I don't have words for it. Yeah, no, there's no words for it. John, you have young daughters. I've had young daughters. I still have some who would be of draft age. I've got grandchildren on the way. That's infuriating. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I really, you know, yeah, John, you've got young ones, you have some thoughts, but I just wanted to say I, I appreciate, you know, Congressman Green's, not only his no vote, but his, uh, or I don't know that he's voted yet. Has the House voted on this yet? He may not have voted, but I appreciate him uh, leading the charge, leading the charge and making a strong statement and taking a strong stance up front against this because that's, that's unfortunately what we don't see enough of. And uh so I appreciate that because I, I think this is just this it's gone too far. It's gone too far. I mean, John, you you got young young girls.
0: <clears throat> I do. Uh I could actually look at this like another it's another attack on the family.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, what what's draft age? Uh 18, 18 I think. 18 to yeah. I mean, how old do when you draft when you when, do you, dra- when, do you, when do you get out of draft age, you're
1: 40? I think it's 26. Is it 26? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I
0: went way too high. Yeah, 26. Um so eighteen to twenty six, you've got you've got mothers in that age range. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What does that disqualify you if you're a mm-hmm. mother? Or like, I, I don't know. I just this is a that's a it gets really sticky. Well, and <clears throat> since we gave, not to mention all of the other aspects of men and
1: women are not equal in right. in oh,
2: John.
1: <laughs> sorry, there's there's a yeah, giant he, difference between <throat> a man and a woman. Well, talk to anybody in military who has been in combat training with women, right? Talking about how they have to lower the standards because physically women are not able to keep the and, same, and so instead of making it's one. Th- if we're talking about equality, then let the women compete the same way as the men do, right? Right. But the men that I've talked to who are in this combat training, um, and I'm talking about special forces guys, seals, and and all levels below that, say. Kevin the the standard has been so lowered that it becomes very easy for the men doesn't really challenge them just so that the women can pass the bar but that doesn't prepare our military Mm-mm. we have a bunch of people who are unprepared for real battle i can i quote mark since cuz i i think we we need to give him credit and i i really like what mark said
2: yeah go for it
1: Uh, Mark Green says, I wholeheartedly disagree with any amendment that would require women to register for the draft. While we are all proud of the immeasurable impact that female fighters have had on our military, we cannot and will not pull America's daughters away from their parents, their spouses or their children to fight our nation's battles. That's my point. I have served beside the best of them. But mandating that they register for the draft is wrong. Thank you, Mark Green.
2: Yeah, agreed. It's well said. Agreed.
1: And th- and this was introduced by Marsha
0: Blackburn? No, or- no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Oh, it's, no. I thought that's what you it's said. It's been introduced
2: by no, she Democrats. Voted just just she, she voted, voted for,
1: for it. She yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, let that be known. <clears throat> yeah, it needs to be known. It's Our job is to tell the truth. Yeah.
2: So, uh, and, and, I, and I'll just say, too, on that note, look, uh, I mean, since we're talking about women, I just want to put in a plug because... He's someone I hadn't met yet, but I feel like we may have an opportunity to meet. I hope so. So, Matt Walsh, if you're listening. Would, and by the way, maybe maybe, maybe this is another yeah. invitation. Hey, we, boy, wouldn't it be amazing to have Matt Walsh join us on our podcast? Yeah. Uh, hey.
1: The new movie, right? Yeah. Uh, the,
2: the What is a Woman. Oh, my I, gosh. I became a—and uh, I don't know why I wasn't before, but I, I became a— because uh, I have a, a close friend that actually worked on the film. And uh, I became a Daily Wire subscriber specifically— to watch the the documentary, and now I'm really glad that I'm uh, yeah. a Daily Wire subscriber because there's some really good content on there. But boy, that I was, it was amazing to see just where we are in America. It's uh, crazy. Watching that movie, and and I will say one of the most disheartening things was he interviewed a professor at UT mm-hmm. in Knoxville, mm-hmm. and uh, you've got a professor that that we're paying to teach our children at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Who who essentially I mean at the end of it states states that the the truth is homophobic. Yep. <laughs> we can't we can't get our, our sorry. The truth is transphobic. Um, it's it was an incredible documentary. It's such a great visual and insight into where we are as a culture and the kind of danger that we're in and the absolute nonsense that we're talking right now in terms of uh, our understanding of. I guess we don't understand just biology anymore, but. Uh, but Billy Joel did, yeah. Right, that's true. you saw
1: that yesterday in 1977. Billy Joel managed to write "She's Always a Woman," despite
2: not having a PhD in biology. Mm. <laughs> that's good. So is it so is it okay today on this episode to invite Matt Walsh? I think so. To join us, yeah. You
0: know, if Joe Rogan can't ever join us, then Matt Walsh can.
2: I mean, we've been throwing out the invite to, to Joe Rogan, and I'll keep he throwing is, it. Yeah, out, we're gonna, but uh, we're gonna Matt inviting. Walsh has one too.
0: Yeah, he can come sit down anytime. Excellent. I think he's right down the road anyway. Right? Yeah, he's close. <laughs> he is. Yeah. All right. Thanks, well, guys. Good conversation. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Matters podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Tennessee Stands, visit tennesseestands.org to donate, volunteer, or get more information about what we're doing to preserve liberty for the people of Tennessee. You can also follow along on all social platforms at Tennessee Stands. And remember, as revolutionary Thomas Paine once stated, those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigues of supporting it.